people out there i am damo the political plug and this is the chop up show i'm here uh with my dog toya g toya what's good with you i'm smooth yo it's uh monday it's not thursday it's monday we will actually be back on thursday though uh we did not get a chance to close it out last week uh but on president's day we thought it a good idea to come together and talk a little presidential uh, some, some some presidential things, you know what I'm saying? Like a, presidential a, presidential a little bit, you know what I'm saying? We'll share a bit and go back and forth. But, you know, more than anything, today is a rainy day. Tomorrow will be a rainy day in California. A lot of flooding, a lot of foolishness, a lot of rock sliding, a lot of... A lot of yeah, California lot, don't deal with so. rain well at all. Just <laughs> Not at all. Out. So we, 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 we thugging it out. We pushing yeah. through. But I'm smooth. I'm smooth. It's good to be back with you, though, my brother. For sure, for sure. Uh, so, because Toya wasn't there with the, doing the marathons with me. You know what I'm saying? Shout out True. to everybody that True. rocked with me uh, with the Fonnie Willis coverage. We was on there for a few hours for a couple of days. And, and we're going to get back to it when it come back, too. So we ain't even done. Uh, but we're going to say the Fonnie Willis stuff for later, though. Because uh, shout out to Miss Ma'am. We got Donnell in the building. Make sure when y'all come good, in here, hit that like button and y'all say what's up. Uh, but check it out. So it's it's President's Day, and it's like Toya was like, "All right, this is when like I'm, we could talk some presidential shit. We could talk some like lightweight political shit." You feel me? So I was just like, "Cool, let's take advantage of it." Uh, Chris mm-hmm. John P in the building was good with you. Uh, so Chrissy I'm like, P was right. good. What's good? It's good to see you up in here. So uh, I'm like, okay, cool. But I don't, I had a few ideas, but I'm like, I don't want to talk Trump though specifically. Like I want right. to I want to talk presidential candidates in terms of something that's productive and i feel like the question that is not being asked enough ever when we talk in voting when we talk in politics the question that's never getting asked is what do you want to vote for because oh god niggas know exactly who they don't rock with niggas know yeah. you know what i'm saying who's not getting their vote who's not getting their support not getting their likes they tweets you know what i'm saying none of that right so we know that like off break like i think we all have a very firm grasp on who's disliked and who people don't want I mean to we got a firm grasp I mean so much so that people you know and and I think the reason why people have such a firm grasp because they we were getting the same type of candidates over and over again so people are just like able to pick out a thing that I don't fool with like I ain't voting for no more men or I ain't voting for no more old ass white men specifically you know what I'm saying or yeah. like I don't care who it is I don't really care what's going on who run it again oh it's just somebody who the has been a career politician old. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, so there's a bunch of just, you know, commonalities that will turn people off from voting all together. Not even just certain candidates, but from the whole institution. Yeah, we've lost the idea that there is a type of candidate that I would rock with. So we might as well just focus on, you know what I'm saying, the, uh, the, the, what, what is it that we don't like? And it's like, I get it. But I do think it'll be a bit more productive if we moved more in the direction of, who would niggas vote for? Because like, I'm intrigued. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, niggas be having a lot to say. Shout out to Tyler in the building. Uh, Big Sis. Tiffany, Tiffany in the building. building. What's good? Thank y'all for rocking out with us. Y'all ain't doing nothing. Y'all got today off anyway, hopefully. Um, so, <laughs> so today, we're going to have a conversation about does the perfect candidate exist? Mm-hmm. Are they out there? Right. Um, I'm, I'm under the perception that they're, that they're out there. But it's it's other questions 
that we have to work through when we're talking about this this system. You know what I'm saying? So the practice that uh, we're going to partake in today and what we want y'all to join us in doing today is if anybody play video games, y'all know, know how this go down. We're, we're creating, we're building the perfect candidate. You know what yeah. I mean, and and we and we not playing either. We getting to the nitty gritty. I'm talking about like what? I got a question for you, but yes. you can keep explaining. But after you get done, I have a quick question for you. Yeah. So yeah, we 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 get into the bare bones. We want the specifics. We're creating specifics in these people. You know what I'm saying? Everything from gender, sexuality, socioeconomic status, party. We're going to build the perfect candidate. What question did you have for me, Toya? So before we get into actually building the perfect candidate, I do want to ask, is there a human being walking the earth right now that may or may not have any of these specific traits, characteristics that we're about to get into, but would be an ideal, like if you could just throw somebody in there just to see how to, how America feels about them right now, yeah. you could throw them in the race. Who would it be? Do you have a, a person, an ideal individual? And this, it could be quick. It could be under, it could be an underdeveloped thought because this is one I'm putting you on the spot with, but no, nah, this just, is actually probably something I've been on for a while. Like, you know me, tell you this is shit. I, I stand on this for a while. Michelle Obama. Saying? Michelle okay. Obama. <laughs> okay. wow. I, get, I get why Michelle Obama don't want to run, but the perfect spit in the face of Trump presidency and even a Biden presidency will be Michelle Obama. Like, I'm talking about like this, like if in, in terms of like black women's status, black women unity. Yeah. You feel me? Like. The, like the type of controversy and things that they got to make up about Michelle Obama in order to kind of tear her down type shit. Like, yeah, it's like the only person more unifying than Michelle was Barack himself. And that's just because the nigga yeah. was president. But yeah, like you throw Michelle out there, niggas ain't about to be arguing about that. Like, wait. <laughs> yeah, easy. I can, I can see. I, I mean, I think there will still be arguments and disagreement. I think people will be able to respond to those disagreements by saying most of your criticism is of the husband and not of her. Right. So there will be there will be responses and things to be said, but I can understand that. For and sexism me, and patriarchy, and sexism and patriarchy. You know how that get down. I mean, it, so yeah. there'll be some. There'll be yeah. It's not gonna be universal. I mean, but it would be the same amount of people that didn't like Obama. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, you know, it it wasn't enough to stop him. It wasn't enough to stop him. So yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I because I don't have a go to answer to this question. I really don't know who. I think an ideal candidate would be, mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't know. Like, I think what I'm forced to do is look back on candidates who have already run, um, I guess for the party that, you know, I was most likely to vote for, which would be the democratic party. And I would say, I don't know. I think, Bernie, just because I, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say him. Because I mean, he fight, he's just a feisty East Coast old white man. I really do. I am tickled by that persona, by that approach, by that te I, texture and aesthetic. Yeah, if not, yeah. then Elizabeth Warren. You know what I'm saying? I guess I could pivot out. I still don't know about uh, Kamala Harris is in the mix and she's the most likely. It's weird. I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm almost at a, if I could pick somebody, it would be anybody from who we've cycled through who really deserve maybe a little bit more to be heard out a little bit more based on but what I, we've seen. I, I do got. think it's important to note, though, that like, you see how difficult it is to talk about who you would fucking support? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how, like yeah. just even, that's the only reason I'd had the thought, I really thought of how to answer for that question is because I didn't, 
been asked that question a million times. Like, <laughs> so fair. yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm prepared for if, if it ain't him, then who are you trying to, yeah. yeah, like I can understand, like, and I'm not entertaining those questions because I'm disinterested and right. I'm disenchanted with the role in general. The comments though, it got me cracking up though, because uh, <laughs> Tyler said, Dom with the light skin optimism as always. Get out of here. Uh, uh, then said, uh, then followed up and he, he said, I vote for Queen Latifah. She's the equalizer. And then said what I was thinking. Michelle going to ban fast food and have us eating veggies. Yes. And she's going to come in. The yes. agenda is going to be set, bro. She's like, as I was saying right. about my plate. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. she really We're going to feed these kids right. So Michelle liked that. And then uh, yeah. Miss Man Shout said, John Stewart, that's her VP. Yeah, that'd right on. I can see too. it. That I gotta show love to Tori J. Popped in here, definitely long time friend of the show. Said, "What's up, y'all?" Back with another great topic of discussion. Definitely trying to figure out some things, and put we, we we're building our own uh, perfect candidate, especially since that candidate doesn't seem to exist. But it's definitely fun to imagine if we could just kind of go back and either recreate so time and history, I, I, or 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 pick uh, from a Slater who existed. You know, what I'm saying what we would do. What were you saying? Uh. No, I was saying so. Yeah, so let's so let's let's do it. Let's uh. Yeah, I was I was getting there. I was getting there. Let's 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 build these uh. Let's build let's let's build these candidates up. So the framework that we had is we want to know race, gender, sexuality, socioeconomic status, all of the demographic characteristics, all of the demographic characteristics, right? Like who they are, like when you first look at them, and what do you see, right? Then we get. We want to know party identification. Mm-hmm. Democrat, Republican, Green Party, Independent, any of that. Uh, next, we want to know the issues that matter to them. You know what I mean? What issues do they campaign on? What do they talk about? And then we want to know what policies would they support. So if, if a certain type of bill got put down, what type of policies would, would they support? And mm-hmm. uh, we want to hear from y'all as well. So again, demographic characteristics, party identification, Issues that matter to them and uh, the policies that they would support. All right. Uh, so, Toya, do you want to go ahead and get this started? Um. It. So we'll start. I guess we just started with like characteristics, right? Demographics. Yep. Demographics. Yep. Okay. Yep. I start off with demographics. I want a candidate who is under sixty-five. I want a candidate who's under sixty-five. Okay. I feel like <laughs> starting with age. Listen. And the, here's my justification, because I'm not just going to pick something for the sake of picking it. I feel like uh, working Americans have a cutoff age. I feel like a whole lot more industries, this whole CEOs, I forget what company this was, but just last week had to step down from an important position of an important company. Was it Apple? It was some, maybe not. Somebody. Maybe Apple. Because he had just reached the age. It was just like, it's simple. It's in your contract. You've had a great time. It's been fun. And not even, <laughs> and here's the thing, not even for the reason of undermining, you know, the age of 65, the sharpness, the aptitude, the ability to do the job. I just honestly believe at some point you got to move out the way to make space for somebody else. Right. I really do believe that. And you right. probably have had a time, if not at this particular company or institution or whatever, but in this industry, in this field, you've seen some things, you've done some things, you lived a good life, slot over. You know what I'm Jay saying? Universe Make in the building. Shout out to the homie Jay Universe. And so that's my thing under 65. Okay. I would say I want uh, ideally my candidate to be non-white. I don't care. I don't care. Um, big believer in skin folk not being kin folk. Barack Obama had a great eight years. Not fooled by any of that. If he were okay. darker, somebody darker came in, 
wouldn't be moved by that. Right. Niggas are interesting too. Everybody <laughs> has something to lose. All I right. think so y'all remember, you remember that Cat Williams joke? Go ahead. No, so the so race is just like just non-white. Just not white. Not white. Like you know, remember Cat Williams, white, 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 Yeah. Let's just let's just continue to sprinkle. Yeah. Let's just continue to add some shit. Yeah. For the sake of, right? Um I non-male. Okay. Non-male. Cannot identify as a male. Would prefer. Wouldn't not as not as not as hard pressed about that as I am about uh non white. So I'm a little bit more flexible with non-male. But right. preferentially for the same reasons I've identified above, let's yeah. go ahead and, and shake that up too. Okay. Um, yeah. okay. I just, cause I really think I really, ideally the person who I want the president to have a period. Like I just, I, I do. You. The vice president has one. I think that's lit. I want the president to be like, I feel like there are, uh, I, I, I promise you, I promise you there are jokes about, women being in office dealing with periods they are and i know and i want to because ain't nobody finna start no war but because of it but you also not finna come in this press room and talk wild to me because this is not a good day for you like so that's interesting it's both of them both both and you know what i'm saying like and i think we need the you need the freedom to to get up in that yeah yeah so okay and shout out to k we got uh who's it blue in the comments definitely a lot of a lot of the homies back in here hit that thumbs up if you haven't already especially if y'all plan to uh you know kick it with us for a second yeah um but i got got a couple more things so i no no yeah 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 yeah, keep going you got two i think you got the other two because that oh well socioeconomic status socioeconomic status okay i'm gonna tie socioeconomic status together with uh education level of education okay so And, and so we'll get there, right? I want um, state college educated, right? Okay. Which generally kind of already speaks to like public institution, not state college, mm-hmm. public institution. Mm-hmm. Um, I want the same thing for the, I want an MA. Max is MA. You don't have to have a PhD. Um, I'll take an MA, a JD. I'll take some time in law. But you like common person, I want you to have made $60,000, $70,000 in your life before. I don't want you to have popped out and already been over 100K. I'm mm-hmm. good on that. Um, I do want you to have had that experiential kind of be of the people with the people, not like no network, personal, not networked. Yes. Yeah. Personable, but also yeah. to have experiences that are, so, I mean, self-made and leveraged off of something that's outside of a network. Like you literally worked, you like the network didn't automatically work for you. If I'm, am I making sense? There wasn't a pipeline yeah, yeah. for you already set up. Right, 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 right. You was that you like you kind of you worked through it on your own. You had to like you yeah. got financial aid type. Shit. I think the young people say they got it out of the mud. Got out I the think mud. that's what right, they might right, say. Right, right, right. I think that is um, Anything else? What am I missing? Any any other what other demographic information should I cover? Uh, not believe in anything you want. I don't care yeah. what you believe in. Okay. I don't care what you do or don't do on a Sunday or whatever day of the week. So it's like um, hella inclusive outside of like education. Do your job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And when you've done enough of that type of job, get out of the way so somebody else can come and do the job. Right. And also have some spice and flair to you, right? You know, one of my faves who I really am a fan of who don't hurt a fly. Who is that? And he actually don't fit a lot of these, but he still I still bang with him. Pete Buttigieg. Because he just, he got a little, he gay. He just got yeah, a little yeah, high. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but he just comes in and does the job. His ha ain't got nothing to do with how he do his job, and ain't got nothing to do. But it's just something to be like, 
Then my husband, like, what you and your husband be doing? Like, I like little personable <laughs> interviews. Like, what y'all be up to? Like, tell me more, Secretary of Transportation. Uh, right, right, right. I'm a so fan. So, like, that, that, like, so, Booty Jays represents, like, that level of queerness that's comfortable, you know what I'm saying, to be in that type of position. I feel you. Yeah. Uh, policies. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Okay. The comments, though, is talking to us. We gotta, we gotta see what the comments talking about in relation to demographics. You want to okay. go and look at them? Yeah, so I see KJ said, I prefer younger candidates that actually listen to the people too, but I ain't holding my breath for that either. Yeah. As, as we discussed previously, Toy, that was number one on Toya's list. Uh, let me see. Miss Ma'am said, no Ms. beige. Ma'am said, no beige suits the third week of every month. Okay. My dog. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> okay. when, when, we change, when we switch it up, you can make your own assumptions. But also, the 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 power blue and the power black is already going to be in the rotation as a president. So mind your business. You know what I'm saying? But Thanks. it's all about the experience. Uh, KJ said women can be as capable, if not more. It sucks. Sexism is so prevalent in the United States, for sure. Bingo. Uh, Krishan said my ideal candidate has to be non-cisgender. Got you. Got you. Yeah. And this is the level of specificity. This is the level of specificity we wanted. You know what I'm saying? This is the Just level of specificity ideally. we want. Because because these are things that we think about that we don't think about, but we think about. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like cause it kinda exposed some, even just thinking about these questions kinda exposed some things about myself that we're gonna Ooh. get into. But Blue want a millennial. Blue said definitely gotta be a nineties baby. So like up to ninety six. Yeah. I'm assuming you mean early nineties and times was simple and good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's what that's when that's when the millennial. The 90s cut that off. you remember. So, Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so like I think that's kind of lit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That specifically you want somebody who's like of I'm assuming our generation, somebody who I think and here's what's important about our generation, I think really demographically qualifies us to be president. We have lived, we perfectly bridged the gap between the overwhelming influx and influence of technology and a simpler time and a simpler life. You know what I'm saying? I recorded songs off the radio and did the whole shit for my voicemail and you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. And recorded songs off the hot 88 to make mixtapes. I did all of right. that. And then I, I, you know, have the hottest phones and navigate technology with the best of them and know how to use anything that they put out there. And I have that will to learn and adapt to new technology, which I feel like some people in, in the generation may be over us. It's just like, eh, I'm good. So with it. yeah. I think that qualifies us to get in there in the mix and really represent the the two worlds that have kind of come together in a lot of different ways. Yeah, we was raised by Generation X. Built different. Yeah, <laughs> we was raised and by boomers. Gen X. We, and you know and boomers. You and know boomers, what I'm saying? My mama yeah, boomer, like so, so. Yeah, like in that range, you feel me? So, yeah. like, you know, it's, that's something different. Uh, but it's, uh, well, you talked about issues, right? You talked about what issues they need. Oh, no, no, no. That's what we on now then. Yeah. Issues. Issues. Yeah, let's do it. All right, I got you. Want me to go first, or you want to go? You 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 go ahead and knock yours out. Uh, well, uh, well, first I guess let me do my demographic joint then. Let me oh, do my of, demographic course, of course, yeah, and then we then we'll get Please. the issues. All right, so demographic data for me, the first thing when we first started thinking about this, black woman, black woman, out the gate, okay. Probably. Uh, but then I did have to, I did have to think. I right, let me let me be spe- like let me be more specific though. You feel me? And then, and I guess at this, this, this is a point where I had to be honest with myself. And what am I saying with a black woman? I'm, I'm, I'm saying a cisgender black woman that really, when it comes to her sexuality, it's more like a private thing than anything else. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, she would be considered like a single woman, but it's more so that it's not anybody else's business who she fucking with. So like Queen Latifah for a long time. <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So... Uh, so hey, can, I, can I also say say something about yours real quick? My runner up was a single 
black woman with a single mother. Like, okay, a cisgender. I want a cisgender. No, I, I couldn't decide whether I wanted to be a lesbian, a, a single mother with like multiple kids, yeah, or a lesbian woman still with kids. I still, you got to have the kids. Yeah, because I want you. To, I think lesbian makes it more juicy because now the half of America's gonna wonder how she got the kids. <laughs> like, so I just want America's worst nightmare. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, so that's, right, that right, was right. what I was going for. I decided not to go. That think direction. about what you say. We talking about say. The, like a presidential candidate. This nigga <laughs> says she want America's worst nightmare. This is gonna be. A, that's why it's gonna be an interesting conversation as we continue. <laughs> but I mean, because I, 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 but I can tell, yeah. like even even when you was like periods in the White House, I was like, I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> Like you want, like you want niggas to be mad. You want Fox News to get sued for making a "she's on the rag" joke. You know what I'm saying? Like about the president when she say something they don't like, cause it, cause that will happen. That will. That's that's how that's gonna happen. But yeah, so I'm thinking. I also said or Alicia Keys. I like that. Like or Alicia Keys in terms of the ambiguity there. We got some other yeah. options rolling in. Yeah. So uh, so uh, right. black woman. Okay. I did age. I thought about secondarily. Yeah. Uh, age between thirty nine to forty five. Between thirty nine and forty five, I feel like that's a very that's a very specific age group. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. experienced a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like really, and, and at the same time, spearheaded a lot of shit. You feel me? Like as we as we come to uh like you know we talk about things like black feminism and you know what I'm saying like the kind of sexual revolution outside of what we saw with what we saw what we see with white women but what's actually going on with with sisters it's just like okay mm-hmm. that like that group was was they say we embracing that shit like that's a part of our identity that's 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 how we think about the world that's how we going you know what i'm saying view all that shit so it's just like yo that i'm i'm fucking with that like them them that age group of women is that the the group that was like for me that made me understand that like you solved the problems of the black woman you solved the problems of the world like i would oh. That's how I got led to that that way of so thinking. What, you said what's the what's the start and end of that? What's the bracket? From thirty nine to forty five. Thirty nine to forty five. Okay, so that's a very that's a tight window. I was yeah. like, wait, <laughs> thirty nine yeah. to forty five. You got six. You got six years of depth and breadth about life to understand, um, and you have aged out of Dominique's desires. But I get it. Right. It's a very well, specific experience they bring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think it's a it's a very specific insight. You feel me? That that they have and like it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think it's a lot we can get from that. Like I think about people like Jasmine Crockett. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and like the, uh, the uh, Ilhan Omar's of the world and, you and feel Corey me? Like Bush they, and such. Yeah. Yeah. How they move? How they move to me is is is, is example how like black people should just move politically. You feel me? Yeah. So I, I gotta go. I gotta go with them. Uh. Uh. Socioeconomic status from the hood. Like you said, like just from the from the from the gate, got it out the mud though. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. I mean, like all type of breaking, all type of generational curses. You know what I'm saying? Like like overcoming all type of social economic barriers. You know what I mean? And 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 a part of this though, if, if I'm being honest, is a part of the, is the reflection of Black women being statistically the most educated group of people in this country, the most degreed yeah. group of people in this country. You feel me? So it's like, how can we have, how can we have like, like amongst the black community, how can we have this, this group that's displayed, that is excelling mm-hmm. even beyond the people that we saying is keeping us down and we not putting them on a pedestal. We not yeah. highlighting that from posi- from a perspective of leadership. You feel me? So it's like, like from- the ultimate leadership in this country. Exactly. So for me, I feel like it's, it's important that uh, it's important that, that like them as a candidate go into it from the position of 
like I come from a particular place. You know what I mean? I, I'm not I, so I'm not gonna get lost in what like all of like the charms and the, the privileges that come with this because my goal is to be connected to that place I came from and I and I, I think that black women for like in that particular age range represent that like in a more radical perspective than anybody else uh, I mean and, and it's like it kind of has more gaps like younger but when we talk about just mm-hmm. like leadership like the president themselves I think them, I think those ages are good uh so that's my socio uh yeah that's my demographic data okay wait 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 because we got it the comments have been kind of chiming in a little bit too so let's go uh blue said single black mother will help us get out of any financial crisis salute and agree <laughs> right, right right um kj said i was listening to latifah the other day i still don't think it stated how nice she was for what it's worth dope mc uh, one of my top criteria is a black woman I can build from her, like 1,000%. And we were talking about the single black mother, and uh, Tyler said Mississippi will lose his mind. Right. Donnell <laughs> makes an important point, which is the bridge that we're going to use uh, to get back to our next comment. So I'm going to leave that there. Uh, single mother that, uh, Miss Ma'am did her, did, did their demographic uh, description. Single mother that leans mass, black woman, she's going to have everybody gathered up. And I, I agree. Like, I'm trying to think who's a, another we got enough good examples rolling around but it's so many now you dropped your your age demographic let me see tyler said if don wasn't married i would assume this this tinder profile could be true moving right along um kj said a bit younger than 50 for sure and non-white preferably but also not scared to speak on injustices that happen in their demographics as well as pushing for policies to help their demographics ideally rock with that um 39-year-old pansexual hood chick with a question mark. <laughs> That's ultimately what Damo is, is looking for. Um, <laughs> that's a great summary, Tyler. Like said, Lori and then Lori Light. Nah. <laughs> nah. I am dead. I don't care for identity if they're going to run just like any other older white man candidate. KJ, exactly, right? Like we said, skin folk, even queer folk, ancient kin folk, whatever, all this little stuff we got in common, they use it as a bait and switch. So I agree with y'all. You know what I'm saying? This is important, but it can't just be the only thing. Like, that's 1,000% but, but, fact. But the reason why we start with it, to be clear, though, is like, as much, like, I understand the, uh, like, the essentializing identity critique in, uh, like, looking at candidates from these perspectives. But then there's also just, like, a, like a, a cultural call you feel me like it's say it's, it's 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 certain things the that snip we test. like do you pass the snip test like yeah like for, from an identity level you feel me and that's why I, like that the reason why i i literally prefaced it with like with specifically demographic data is we want to be honest about who we want like really in leadership from every perspective yeah. like if we're talking about yeah. our perfect candidate let's be real here let's break it down to the to the last compound as they say right and that, so, that speaks even to like these very specific questions, because we see these things being relevant. I say this, and we can keep going with Fonnie Willis yeah. as as it's happening right now. Like yeah. all of those identity politics are, are playing a role in how Fonnie Willis is being perceived, and whether or not this conversation of what she's been doing with herself is even legitimate. Factual. So Danielle yeah, said. Donnell said, I think I struggle with this topic because I don't feel the candidate is the priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm all about them policies, baby. I just want somebody who's held accountable for the people who got them there. Right. Uh, and then Donnell says, great point. Identity politics, as we know, it can be divisive and counterproductive, even though we know it can be ignored in a society structure like ours. So like really a great you know, gathering of what you said and a good bridge to what we get into as we say what's mm-hmm. good to Vance, what's popping, great to have you in here um go ahead and like get us into the policy specific conversations in terms of the issues or you know that direction of like the nitty-gritty of what this candidate whoever they are is gonna get us 
Okay, so first we're gonna start with issues, right? And I'm gonna go through mine like real quick because I got too many. Like Toya says, you gotta stop. And I had another one that I forgot, <laughs> and she prayed on me. Watch it come back to you. Watch it come back to you at we'll the darnest time. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So issues that matter to them. So things they campaign on, things that they speak on, like the type of organizations they support. Black autonomy. They recognize the need for black people to be empowered to be able to uh, uh, like dictate the politics of their community, right? I, like I, I, I'm not willing to go as far enough as just straight up say black nationalism. I'm not willing to go that far, but at least the concept of black people, because like black autonomy could be couched in black people running for office. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it don't sound as black nationalist-ish when you say just black people running for office, but essentially that's what that would be, like black people dictating the politics of their community by having somebody from the community run, like, be in that office. Um, so black autonomy, of course, women's rights and reproductive rights, uh, poverty and homelessness, corporate greed, police brutality and over-policing, reparations, reparations, and then uh, education. So those would, those would be the, the things that... It, police brutality... I'm kind of cycling through them in my mind real quick. Yeah. So I go, I run through them again. So it's, so black yeah. autonomy slash black people running for office in their neighborhoods where they live. Uh, women's rights and reproductive rights. Uh, poverty and homelessness. Mm-hmm. Corporate greed. Police brutality and over-policing. Reparations. Okay. Yeah. That Those would be like the platforms for my perfect candidate. So rock with that heavy. There will be some overlap. Okay. Um, yeah, don't forget to drop in the chat some of the stuff that y'all care about. Right. Uh, so I think voting. I don't want to just say access, but like mm. voting. I think that's what it was. Like voting, grappling with voting. Right. And I say, and here's why I struggle with it because it's twofold. I think access is, of course, a paramount issue, right? Like just really forcing the hand of the Supreme Court, forcing the hand of whatever legislative bodies exist to come up with better a better version of the Voters' Rights Act of 1965 that really cleans this, this shit up and really makes the access to the, the ability to participate mm, in politics. Like, <laughs> a better one, a, 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 a remixed version, an upgraded version, a reinstilled version, shit. Like yeah. one that's unbothered and tampered with it is judged up for the, the challenges of a 2024 20, America. And doesn't have a time limit on that. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Forever and ever. Amen. Like, cause why yeah. would you put a time limit on some shit like that? Uh, I also want there to be in- incentives attached to voting. And, and what I mean by that. Is like I don't care if I come vote and you give everybody a twenty dollar gas card, but give reason people a reason to show up because people are turned off from paying attention. They're distracted by the mm-hmm. heavy lifting they have to do day to day, the taking off of work they have to do, depending on where you live. Like it's so many things. So I think they need like a tax incentive. I don't know if you kick me back right. an extra fifty dollars or a hundred dollars for every election. I probably like I don't know. Yeah. But incentivized voting, I think, should be a thing because voting numbers are just like at an all-time low. Historically, they continue to get worse, and people need a reason to show up. This, I'm, this is, you know, I'm proud of you. I, I, like, yeah, voting accessibility. I did. I didn't expect that. Miss, no, you know, and it was at the top of my list. These people might support. 
<laughs> the other side of voting that needed needs to be regulated is definitely super PACs. We got to take money out of politics. I think that's okay. a huge part of it because the people who are, you know, we're trying to get to show up to vote for people are voting for fucking millionaires and trillionaires and people who are, you know, corporate personhood, their ability mm-hmm. to be, uh, be their, their, they, their money makes them the same as me. Right. But their votes like end up going so much further. Hello, bigger than yeah. me, crowding me out. You know what I'm saying? But because they can get in rooms that my little voice ain't never gonna get in. I think that's bad. They gotta go. Second thing. So that's what I mean when I say voting in general. Like that needs to be a priority of somebody who is president is to fix that institution and to not let up on being insistent. Cause it's bipartisan as shit. Like if you won, you won. If you lost, you lost. But quit being a hoe about it and clean up this process so that people can get there and really say who they want for better or for worse. I, I would be feel better about just having to deal with somebody for four years if I felt like how they got in there was fair. Yeah. Um, similar to you, black specific initiatives slash reparations. Um, I do want a president. And, and when I look at, cause one of the things that I was going to suggest as a topic was, uh, like the five, like the best presidents, the five best presidents for black people or whatever, kind of a simple topic. Didn't really have a lot to build on it, but I did a little research and I feel like the two presidents outside of like, you know, Lincoln for better or for worse, like of course, free the slaves. We know he was still racist and his ambitions behind his whatever, but right. people who I feel like had pure intentions and had logic, reasoning and compassion on their side when they made the decisions they did for whatever it's worth, uh, you know, are JFK and Lyndon B. Johnson. You know what I'm saying? JFK started some shit. He got killed before he could finish it. Lyndon B. Johnson went ahead and ran with it. And that's, of course, the Civil Rights Act and the Voters' Rights Act. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Those are the two, outside of being free, yeah, slaves, like some of the most two pivotal components of the reality that we live in right now. Yeah. It's just marginalized people. Now, I do, I so do have I, a... Uh, go ahead. I'll just say this afterwards. And then I'm going to just finish this thought. So, you know, we we get upset with Obama because, you know, he couldn't get up there and be a black president and say black and be like, this is for black people. This is specifically for black people. Da, 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 da. And that's the criticism politicians have now, because it seems like they can shout out everybody except, except for black, black people and be yeah. specific. But we had two white presidents who was specifically, specifically saying yeah. for black people. So it can't be done. You know what I'm saying? That's no longer an excuse. It's not something I'm willing to fall for. I want the issues that my president speak on to be directly targeted toward niggas unapologetically. But yeah. So so uh, I do have a criticism. I have a, well, not even necessarily a criticism, but like a interest convergence theory example uh, in terms of that. Because like even when JFK gave like that one civil rights speech, we was talking about uh the issues in the communities he used a he used the phrase uh riots in the street like eight or nine times so it was mm-hmm. like the the argument was that it was the, the the rise of like the more radical black politics and the willingness for them to get in the street and like actually you know what i'm saying fuck some shit up that gave mm-hmm. them the incentive to be like all right let's get these niggas a civil rights bill because if not they really gonna burn this shit down and that's that's a problem so but look, uh, if the French if the French don't do nothing else right, they will go and shut shit D O W N down. And I really exactly. feel like we need to get in our bag. Get in that bag, exactly. So that, that's yeah. what's missing. I do want to point out something that uh that Van said. He was like, Oh hell, I feel like we're too radical for this discussion. We need a complete systemic overhaul because the two party system is really the problem. He said I took Bernie oh, over Biden. Which yeah, like well I because I think I think this is I think this is the thing. Um what happens with the two-party system in my eyes is like we allow it to kind of take over how we had a conversation that shit really don't have no power outside of whether or not we choose in which gang we in you know what i'm saying so it's like if we had candidates that operated uh like mostly on those on those issues and the policies that they support 
as mm. opposed to being like, well, I'm a Democrat, so this is what I mean when I say I'm a Democrat, then that shit would fall to the wayside. You feel me? Like, and then it would just be another organizing function for the candidates. But it's just like, exactly. that's why we, that's why it's like, because even, oh, what we did, what I asked is like, also, what, what would your perfect candidates, uh, what's the name? Party B. Party identification. I put independent. Because fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, independent. Like, I, I really don't. I, I say independent too, no just because we ain't finna change. No Democrats that don't want to change, and we already know what time Republicans on forever and ever and amen. Exactly. Especially since they've, you know, shifted their political interests a couple decades ago. So it's just like, why even pretend? Yeah. So like that that battle is a battle that we can't overcome just by having more. Because I'm willing to vote for a conservative that got the type of policies that fit. You know what I'm saying? What I think is good for either my neighborhood or, or other black neighborhoods. So like that's why that should become. Uh, wholly ineffective. The lastly, the last thing we're gonna uh, talk about with our perfect candidate. I still, I still had a couple more oh, things fault, in terms of issues. Yeah, yeah nah, yeah. you smooth. So, women's and gender, women's gender and reproductive rights. Um, like just definitely specifically, um, you know, birthing people specifically, uh, wage issues specifically, the pink tax, like. I should be able to get free pads and tampons if you want me to reproduce so fucking bad. Like, I just don't know why the math is hard on that. But, like, shit like that. Like, common sense thing. Like, the Lily Ledbetter act, like, can turn it up. Like, give me the whole dollar. Is this nigga, like, what's hard about these things? Somebody who's voraciously going to nip those things in the bud as well as also trans issues, as well as also, you know what I'm saying? Like, just the issues that mothers experience, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the lack of child care that exists, like, all of that needs to be a part of that issue, part and parcel. Immigration. Huh. Um, I purposely left like, that off, but go ahead. Why you leave it off? I'm curious. <laughs> because why? Why? Why, why y'all want somebody <laughs> dealing with that? Well, nah, it, it it it's not that. I mean, they gonna have to deal with it inevitably. I just don't think it's it, it's it's not a priority thing for me because the the way that it like the way that it's currently being handled is is really just a political football. It's just something to get like it's just really something to be passed back and forth to the advantage or to the disadvantage of, you know what I'm saying, either one of the candidates. And let me explain why. Like, because Democrats don't even realize this is what it, this is the type of place where Democrats slap themselves in the face with this conversation. So when they're, it, on, on, and this and perfect example where our politics is shit, right? On one hand, you have Republicans saying that Joe Biden and his, his administration has been unwilling to do anything about what's happening at the border, right? However, Joe Biden and, the, and most of the Senate has a bill that needs to get over to the house that would be one of the more like what they consider to be one of the harsher uh immigration bills to come out as of recent right mm. so there's a bill y'all literally choosing not to vote for it okay democrats on the other hand y'all the ones claiming that y'all pro immigration and y'all and y'all want and, uh and y'all want more humane more productive ways of getting people into the community getting people nationalized or having them have to leave right Mm -hmm. Why the fuck are y'all bragging about? Why are y'all introducing one of the harshest immigration bills, like in in, in recent history? It don't make sense. <laughs> it don't make sense. I mean, it, 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 here's it's the so, thing. It, so it's just politicized. You know what I'm saying? But go ahead. You have the ineptitude of the Democrats in order to come up with a re a realistic solution. Because I mean, here's the thing. I feel like, of course, it's amped up and it's uh, being hyperbolized. Mm -hmm. Um, but. You know, there is the truth that kind of access to resources, access to jobs, 
uh, like the priorities that exist in a lot of these places. Like, and when we talk about the Chicago issue, we right? Did. Those concerns are real. Black yeah. communities who are experiencing disparities are fighting for resources with individuals who are being welcomed in with the red carpet rolled out. And I won't say a red carpet because it ain't like they getting treated the best. I don't care what nobody want to say about the line items yeah. of what these programs include. They, they not getting shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm not finna, but the nuance is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's somebody who's willing to stay down and get down with the nuance. And I'm speaking from nuance when I say there is a level of attention that does need to be dealt with the way immigration happens, but it doesn't need to be insensitive or completely unrealistic about the United States that we live in. I am an educator in Southern California. I am committed to a path of citizenship and a reasonable way to deal with immigrants who are already here, including getting, you know, completely getting rid of ICE and abolishing that shit, include like so many things. But my ideal candidate would be somebody being able to think within the gray and think about a realistic way that we allow for people to come into this country and transition into it without it coming at the expense of people who have always already been marginalized and stuck at the bottom rungs and fucked over because they don't get the things that they need. Okay. Um, so I don't I don't have the answers for it. It's sticky. I want somebody qualified and invested enough to get into it. Yeah, I yeah. want invested in, um, and recognize the nuance. I'm with it. Exactly. Um, I need somebody to close the loophole for the rich. Um, I think that's the biggest kind of way to take a swipe at capitalism. The United States is a capitalist country. Capitalism, um, for better or worse, kind of shapes and influences my life, and I get that. Right. But the shit is too far. It's gone too far. It's just ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? And I think that there are realistic, common sense ways that poor people, I'm sorry, rich people can be forced to pull their weight because it's one thing for you to be rich and have a whole bunch of money. It's a whole other thing for you not to pull your weight. I ain't saying you got to pay for a whole bunch of public assistance. I'm not saying your, your money got to take the place of taxes and all types of shit and that us as a collective can't find a meaningful way to move money around, but ain't no money to move around because you got all of it, you hoarding all of it, right. you ain't spending none of it. And, and that shit is whack. You in the economy. You buying all and that shit is shit whack. from overseas. Yeah. And that shit is whack. Right, right. Um, couple more and I'll be done. Higher security. I'm sorry. I want a president. My ideal president would have higher scrutiny of the military budget and a willingness to be honest about things, the intersection between not jeopardizing our defense and our stature, but recognize the over and bloated and overspending that is in militarism. And I want them to really take money from that and read. Of course, they can't do this as processes, but we use our using right. fiat. Using our imagination. Right. I want them to be able to then take that money and reallocate it to child care, K through 12, and post-secondary education. Talk to bottom. All the money that you see being, I be honest, an honest scrutinization of those budgets. And then when you find that money in them bomber jets and them F2, whatever, whatever's in the gotta gotta, and we don't need 50, 11,000 of them, we need seven. Right. Do something. Okay, uh, military budget. Homelessness. Off the rip. Homelessness. Yeah. Too many abandoned houses, too many homeless people, too many possibilities, too many loopholes and red tape for a lot of people who want to do things to be able to do the shit that they need to do. Realistically, um, got to do something about that homelessness, the homelessness okay. crisis that exists in the United States. And then that's the end of my list. Okay. All right. Now, and then quickly, because like we, this this is probably the easier one. It's just like in terms of the type of policies. You feel me? Like for me, a reparations bill, you feel me, uh, education spending. Um, again, a, a, redu- a the return of uh, uh, child like things like child uh, income tax credits, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And those type of programs, the expansion of those type of programs, the expansion of things like Medicaid and Medicare. You know what I'm saying? All of the more I ain't gonna lie, I say it. The more socialist type policies that that are specifically created to you know what I'm saying uh, help the community. Um, 
but also but also with stipulations and this is and this is where it's specific with stipulations on how that's done right a, mm. a, a certain type of quality that's being provided with government resources and that doesn't mean that you gotta it has to be uh that doesn't mean that it has to be uh like a like an overinflated budget for these mm-hmm. for government resources but like humane type shit you know what i'm saying like that's again and we're gonna talk about the uh what the reality of these things here soon but those are the type of policies that uh my type my candidate would support that like from the get-go off break okay um policies my candidate would support off the break of course federal legalization of abortions across the board no state can opt out no state can move no shit around um Mm. let's see setting yourself up for a constitutional battle but go ahead so be it we ain't new here um yeah let's go also i I think it counts as a policy like the incentivized voting that i was talking about i really do do just think that there needs to be um a meaningful kind of push behind those things reparations when you talked about that and i really think that has to be something that is untangled and figured out um uh, and the perfect answer, I don't know if you saw, like, California is, like, giving scholarships. <laughs> I think it was what they said. That's their newest kind of the state of California is offering scholarships as a form of reparations, which is very muchly uh, like a quid pro quo. We know that to be very tit for tat. You do this, yeah. I do that. Yeah. Kind Scratching of backs approach. and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Which I don't even, uh, number one, because all it does is take the money you gave to black people and then recycle it and wash it back into institutions. And because uh, you, you know, these institutions are also corporations. So we right. just kind of refortifying those budgets and paying for fucking football coaches and back my basketball coaches and president salaries and shit. Cause I'm a, a professor who just went through a strike scenario where my university system was not paying us anything, but giving administrators and people who ain't been in the classroom in 20, 30 years, if ever bonuses and shit so trust me that money's not gonna go to the people in the classroom it's gonna go to these administrators and coaches and shit over and so that's the game you know how that go it's, it's, it's all a game right mm-hmm. um and so real reparations and i know really bull really weird bullshit like that i want somebody zones. to quantify it you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying crunch the numbers and figure out how much i'm getting and run me my shit right. um yeah that's all i got for now because i don't really know what the perfect i don't i'm not versed enough in the particularities of immigration to get into that. Um, but I already said something has to happen there. So I guess those are the things specifically that I can speak on. Those were wonderful. Also, Tyler. Oh, yeah. Tyler reform. said. Yeah. Like, we got, we got uh, other things. Prisons, man. Uh, KJ said, best way to deal with immigration is for U.S. government to stop intervening in other countries' politics and exploiting their people for cheap labor. Hence, back to the woes by capitalism, too. And exploiting mm-hmm. them by having them, by incentivizing them to come over here and do the type of labor that they know that they could, you know, pay under the pay under the table with. Uh but now this is where we get to the like the the real like that was fun, right? Building our candidate was fun. But like let's do the reality check now. All right. We built we built our perfect candidates. Hopefully y'all built y'all perfect candidates along with us. Now let's have a conversation why they would never be elected. Ever. Mm-hmm. Like the electability why the electability of our candidates would be would be so low. Um first of all Electing a uh, uh, electing a black woman. They, I mean, not a, that that's not something that I mean. We got Kamala for for what we have of Kamala. You know what I'm saying? But we know what we want when we say we want a black woman for president. And the 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 idea that the that the white patriarchy that the United States as it exists today in in all of its racist glory, 
yeah. will allow a woman of color to sit on the highest seat of the office. That's that's wild to me. Now, we used to say the same thing about a black person in general when we got Barack Obama for what Barack Obama was, right? White mama and all. Because, right. you know, because niggas is saying, <laughs> no, for real, because niggas is saying that uh, 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 there's never there's never been a president with a black mama. Right. Niggas will say that, right? <laughs> there's never been and a president a with a, Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and but listen, by the way, black mammies don't count. They just don't count. No, that was an employee. My there've been, there've been, yeah, presidents with black mammies. Yeah, you, are, that, you do not qualify. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, that like, there's, there's no way that, uh, that especially that young, thirty nine to forty five, like in the context of like, politics. <laughs> what he said on a scale of one to me. <laughs> no, he said he said that we skip over the thickness of our black lady president on a scale of, of one to Meg. And this is why uh, they wouldn't let him. They wouldn't let a Meg up there, bro. Like they wouldn't let. There's no <laughs> way. Like the the like the white, uh, like sexual fetishes, they whatever. Like could not have. They don't even let thick. They don't even let thick teach, teachers live. It's yeah. like yeah, they, like this woman is voluptuous. Yes, but she's just teaching. Uh, yeah, and can't help the package <laughs> she came in. She can't. You feel me? Huh. And they be, get, they be getting teachers fired just because they have curves. It ain't no way in hell that on a scale on a scale to one to men, they may uh, get close to like a three. Like what is that? Like a making good? Shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like, mean, I've, I've I've seen some things in my day, but we're not about to sexualize the president. That's also what we're not going. To and do. that was the, what the criticism was. Yes, that's what the, I know. Tyler. <laughs> Exactly. It was that we can't focus <laughs> on the qualifications and the execution of the job. Um, shout out to Marcel popped in late, but I'm here. Shout out to you for definitely sliding in on the family. Hit that thumbs up if you end up enjoying the conversation. KJ said real quick, bouncing back before we get back to why black women ain't going to do it uh, or make it. Uh, free political prisoners, no way. People like Leonard Peltier and uh, Mumia Abu-Jabal should still be behind bars. We need them mm -hmm. out. We need a, a place in a world where all of them, the ones who fled the country can come back home. I agree, 1,000%. Now, black, to, back to why black women ain't gonna cut it. Uh, um, so when I was talking about her sexuality, it was more so yeah. private, but not really, her not having a husband would heavily work against her. Because again, these are, these are realities to why people vote, not what, we, not what we think, you know what I'm saying, people should vote on. What you about to say? Well, just that, you know, I've been seeing a lot of commentary about why all of a sudden, you know, Joe Biden's age is a real and genuine and sincere concern now, just not as a talking point for Republicans, but even for some Democrats. Yeah. A lot of people are saying the obvious reason is niggas are afraid of what's going to happen if that man passes to pass away or here. I mean, even become incapacitated is then the vice president, the president of the United States is going to be a black woman you know yeah. and got them shaking in their boots. You know what I'm saying? Because they thought, you know, a lot of white, a lot of black Democrats, I mean, not black Democrats, but Democrats who are moderates settled. Settled. They got Joe and was like, he can bring that Negro gal along and we'll see how it goes. And he'll yeah, do yeah, his right. thing. I don't love it, but I'll deal with it. You know what I'm saying? And now all of a sudden it's almost a real sincere reality. So you got people in the middle and on both sides of these aisles and issues that are very concerned about what an American, what a, a black woman president could look like. It's wild. And, and, and I'm going to be honest. And, and, uh, and the reality is Black women not just gonna have white men and white women as obstacles. They gonna have other black people, men and women. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's gonna that's gonna buy into the pathologization of black people and say we don't that's need no black women up there with they. they we gonna have weave in the White House. Like I could tell you, it'd be it, like it, that would literally be a phrase 
that would go viral. We even the White House. If if that was the type of you know what I'm saying situation. Yeah, that, the president that, that, that we in. had. Yeah. yeah. So it's like we 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 recognize the racism at the heart of the country. And so we have to recognize literally that that regardless of all the diversity shit they talk about, like that innate, you know, we ain't no woman about to run this, ain't no, you know what I'm saying? Like that natural uh patriarchy that just comes with the socialization of the United States is going to play too big of a role for a, a sister, especially again talking about things like reparations, talking about things like black people running for office. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Talk, like, like positioning themselves, starting with things like women's rights. So we kind of talked about the ambiguity of our sexuality and her being single too. And I kind of don't rock with that. And here's why. Because I also, as much as I want the person to be like un, uh, you know, tethered yeah. and free and ambiguous in what they do, I feel like the sensationalization culture we live in is going to make it such a distraction and so annoying then if that person has to live their life you know, if they try to date, either if they are forced to be single the entire time through their presidency because of the pressure of, you know what I'm saying, being in a relationship, it being highly scrutinized, that's going to be a lot. I don't want them to date and then the person that they try to date to be, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that's complicated and it becomes a distraction from real shit. I feel like the black woman and the ambiguity so is always already going to be headline enough. I hate that the possibility of them dating and finding love and being a normal person in that way will be even more highly scrutinized. You know what I'm saying? Cause like the man, you know what I'm saying? And like we, so for, I'll give you a prime example. Say for instance, the news come out that she date men, right? And mm. it's a nigga. You said you want a woman from the hood. If she dating a nigga from the hood that's maybe refined, but classic nigga been through some things, environment yeah. may have influenced some of the things that he's seen, maybe even decisions that he's made, it's but he pulled it together. Whole shit. Yeah. Now it's gonna be all, you see how they did Lee with his mugshot? You got yeah. fucking George Lee. You know what I'm saying? At the present and the future, and you want to go dig up stuff about his past. It ain't so, you know what I'm saying? Now it all becomes about him and thug and gangster and da 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 da. And yeah. y'all, like want a almost, thug in the White House, okay? Do we want oh gang my God. Like, I can the see West the headlines Wing. now. And so, yeah. but I don't want a black woman who is powerful and qualified in a position, it's the last thing I'll say about it, to also be in a position where she cannot receive love, cannot be loved, cannot pursue love, mm -hmm. and is forced. To, I mean, that's kind of a decision, I guess, you're making if you want to get in the political spotlight. You have it, to make yeah. tough decisions. You have to make sacrifices. But I don't want you to like, I don't, because that's the narrative for successful black women is that they have to, it comes at the cost of being able to pursue, you know, a relationship. You at the top of your game, if you're president, you should be more ready than ever to go, you know what I'm exactly. saying, find yourself, to find your other But then part, also the questions of, and parcel and go well, do some she, things, man. If, if she not married, what's wrong with it? You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, is she, you know, she's not traditional enough, like those type of things. But, but so that's And I can hear the sexist comments now. She acting like that. She must need some, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all just. Exactly. It's all too familiar. So, exactly. So as much as I would love this sister running for office, it's, it, it can't happen. Like, it, it's, it, it makes her, like, uh, uh, most of her identity, in a way, makes her unelectable. So. Wicked. So, Wicked. Oh. Um. Yeah, my mic has yeah, decided together. to make a decision. Yeah. There's no getting it together until we're no longer recording, so we'll just adapt. <laughs> um, <laughs> what what was the question? What 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 which about what, what do you think unelectability is the most that makes your candidate unelectable? Yeah. Um, I definitely think obviously, I said nine white, nine male. 
I mean, I think the possibility that, that they're also queer. <laughs> yeah, like I think the whole idea of having a queer president because people are gonna be like, oh. I have to call them the first gentleman. I have to call them the, you know what I'm saying? Like, which they already have to do now because of Kamala Harris. You know what I'm saying? So that I think that language barrier has been broken in terms of how. But the, when it has to do wife, with the. I mean, the, her husband is. Yeah, I was saying huh? when it has to do with the, if it was like first gentleman and it's two men, niggas will lose their shit. Exactly. Right. And so like, they're not ready for a trans person, for um, a gender queer person who's just like, I'm androgynous and you'll never really know. And I'm what I give is what I give. You know what I'm saying? Like the readability or lack of readability of bodies in social situations and settings already be having people shook. Imagine if this person is giving the news and you feel like their voice is too deep. Like one of the most annoying conversations I'm, I'm, I've been unfortunate enough to be privy to and that we all have at some point is about Brittany Griner, right? Mm -hmm. And her voice and her body. And you know what I'm saying? So imagine if you had a president where as soon as they open their mouth, like it's like you had, cause you know, you have certain resonance, certain qualities about your voice that may tip off somebody who feels like they can read your gender or whatever. And so now everybody is more focused on how you sound than what you're saying. Like, do you really want to go through four years? And nobody would allow, you know what I'm saying? This wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. Everything you do, everything you say, how you dress. I think it was crazy seeing Obama in a beige suit. Yep. Wait till you get like a gender queer, gender fluid person who's like, going to a ball or going to meet a dignitary who's not putting on a dress or who's not putting on a suit or who's That's like a whole nother dynamic too the fuck uh, I, up. I, the american and an american presenting themselves as they like a queer american president presenting themselves as they want to present to like china to go ahead yeah yeah I, I, I'm that that too but i actually was thinking about something in a different direction so yes i think you know as norms that people already think the United States is too progressive, focused on all the wrong things, invested in all the tr trendy political issues and not really mm -hmm. having, a, you know what I'm saying? And not only, uh, you know, just really magnetize that. Here's another thing I thought about because it's going to be a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. And this is for anybody we choose. Mm -hmm. Right. For this is for black women. This is going to be for whatever, because they not only going to be highly scrutinized for people who are naturally kind of indoctrinated to not rock with them. We are we be our own biggest haters, my dude. So imagine yeah. somebody who gets up there and don't do the trans thing right, don't do the gender thing right, or engages in what we know to be homo nationalism, where you know what I'm saying, like they're the good gays that fit into the body, like they're gay, but only representationally, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And so they don't do the gay thing right. You know what I'm saying? People are they they own people so are gonna like eat them up. We did it to Obama. Yeah, yeah. We, yes, we did it to Obama. You know what yep. I'm saying? So you're gonna be you know, criticize on both sides. And I think that's what's going to be hurt for the most. Because, I mean, in hindsight, we was like, all right, Barack Obama got us going. He didn't have to be everything to everybody. And, you know, he was just somebody who just, like, busted the door open. Now it's not for the people walking walk in. But during it, it was like, you are the one. Yeah. You have to represent us. You are yeah. the voice, the person. You had to learn the, a harsh lesson. That shit heavy. Yeah. That man went in there with, salt, with, with light salt and pepper and came out white on the top <laughs> of his head. And that's because... The white people stressed them out, and we probably did too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, the importance of this part of the conversation is that that we understand that our perfect candidate, whether it's my can my perfect candidate, Toya perfect candidate, whether it's the white nationalist perfect candidate, is unelectable. They, they, the the person that you like, this is the motherfucker that I vote for, no question. You will not find them, and if you yeah. did, actually, I take that back. You can find them. 
there there ain't no serious race to win any serious <laughs> office outside of like some maybe some local office where it's like a hundred some people. What's up? I've always said, right, the reason why I don't get into politics and the reason why a lot of my favorite heroes are not in those spaces and places is because of the negotiating you have to do to be in politics itself. There is a watering down. There is a an assimilation. There mm-hmm. is a behind-the-curtain dirty work you have to do to get up in them upper echelons. You know what I'm saying? Like the same way with a billionaire. It ain't no ethical billionaires, man. You done had to do some real tricky shit. And a lot of millionaires I'm looking sideways at. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to getting that deep, I don't think our favorite candidates will ever be, our ideal candidates would ever be in those positions because they would have to compromise too much in order to do so. So so then my question for the chat, my question for you, Toya, um, What are we? We good? Can you hear me? What are we? Can you hear me? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question is. Oh, here we go. Does the search for the perfect candidate create disillusionment? Disillusionment amongst voters, amongst the electorate. Like, are are we in the position that we're in? It's because we 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 look for candidates that make us feel like or we we desire candidates that make it to where we don't have to compromise. Like I like if I believe this about genocide or if I believe this about racism, then I want a candidate that like if I vote for them doesn't make me compromise on that issue. Uh, but I would make the argument that like based on what what we just kind of talked about and what and what we described that the unelectability of the perfect candidate is that. That means that if you're going to vote, it requires compromise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, is it, is, it this, is it the fact, is it the idea that we think we can find a candidate that would not make us compromise, making it to where well, we don't want to vote? Uh, no, because I feel like the average voter is smart enough and intuitive enough and like logical enough to understand that you're not going to get everything you want from somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like we grew up as people in so many situations where you have to negotiate and compromise and take what you can get sometimes and maybe revisit shit. That's in relationships. That's with parents. That's your job. Like that's what we do. So I don't think anybody is ignorant enough to say, you know, my wish list doesn't come true. My candidate isn't out there. What people are tired of is the bullshit. People are tired of two different versions of the same bullshit. You want really, really hard uh, policies on immigration and you ain't got no good ideas that are meaningful or competitive with the with the shit. So it's really seeming like a wash for everybody. Ain't nobody dealing with it. We'll fuck both of y'all. Okay, you scared to talk about black people specifically. And when you talk about black people specifically, it's either very paternalistic, very opportunistic, or you up here partnering damn uh, rappers and shit whatever uh you know what i'm saying like it's so much like yeah. it really ain't nobody got no business in town you and i have both been specific about the desire to look and be interested and peak by any candidate regardless of what their party affiliation are yeah. affiliations are because we are interested in party politics the relationship people were able to build with joe biden was based off of shit like i don't know what that nigga talk about with this i don't know nothing about no green technology with that ain't even no charging stations in my neighborhood with this shit so your climate change shit maybe i care about it later but these student loans though you know what i'm saying it was something they could put you know and latch on to and put some teeth in like it was different specific things that really issue-based things 
Mm-hmm. They didn't have nothing to do. It was just like when it came down to it, I know I'm not going to get you. Don't look matters. like you need yeah. to. You don't sound like you need to. You have even said some really fucked up shit in the past about crime and black people and shit like that. But of course, I can see past that if you just give me something. And so I feel like no, the 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 lack of an ideal candidate is not the reason why people don't participate or you know what I'm saying engage in their ability to vote. The the piss poor versions of the candidates that we get and the lack of follow through when they do get and we do take a chance on them. Has turned people off. So this is this is where I got to push back a little bit, and I think since 2016, really since since the since the end of Obama's term and the disillusionment that we had with Obama, because it was like there was a uh, like a radical wave on social media of like what our expectations should be. We was a part of that. I was I was going around saying like, yo, they elected a nigga. Obama got to be the Antichrist. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's no other way around. Like there's the no most, other way to explain this it. racist ass country. He got to be some way connected to the devil. I'm half jokingly, of course, <laughs> half jokingly. But, <laughs> but uh, there, there was a radical wave of people that was not willing to so, accept Obama's representational politics with his moderate policies, right? So once we move out of once once we moved out of recognizing that damn having a black president wasn't as ideal as we thought. Because, like, that was one of the things where it was just like, well, wait, if we had a black president, we would, huh, right? Which was a part of, like, that hero building that niggas did in their mind. If we had a black president, he would do this. If we had a black president, not even questioning whether or not that, like, what they were asking of that can't, that, that black president, whether or not it would get him elected, right? It was just, if we had one, this was the assumption. So, right. the, the once we built that black hero in our head, we thought we got that black hero with Obama. Some people were. Yeah, can you hear me? I can't hear you. All of a sudden, you said some people what? Some people, will, some people willing to accept the representational politics. A lot that's not. So we go into twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. and the basis of a lot of Hillary was representational politics. Like we we need a woman in office. We need you know what I'm saying we need we need to break the glass ceiling. So again, the hero that we created failed us. Now representational politics isn't enough. And now it's like, I'm not voting for Hillary because where she stands on this, I'm, I'm not willing to compromise on. Like, so like the, the, super, her, the, the fact that she made the super predator comment, I'm not, willing, I'm not willing to cast my ballot for her. You feel me? The fact that she mm-hmm. was connected to this type of government that did these types of things, I'm not willing to, you feel me? Even though the reality of all of the candidates was being implicated in all of that. So, so I would, I, that's why I actually do think that it's the, that it's this, I, the, the belief of an ideal candidate that kind of positions us in a way to where it's like, well, I'm not voting because I'm not, I'm not willing to compromise this. And, and it's, it's a difficult conversation to have, but when we talk about what's happening with Israel is a perfect example of this. Some of the comments I was making when the Israel conflicts first started had to do with the idea that genocide was the status quo. So when people say I'm not willing to vote because of genocide, it's like the system that we exist in proliferates genocide. You feel me? So it's a it, it's one of those things to where yeah I, I got you. It's, it's one of those things to where if 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 we know that this one thing isn't unique to genocide, like Joe Biden isn't unique to genocide, then again we at that place where you're saying well you're not willing to compromise on something that is literally the system. You feel me? So that's so it's like, yeah, that like I think we have reached a point where people believe that and this isn't bad either, that they believe that there is a that candidate, you feel me? 
But right now, it's more focused on like this is this we we know we don't want this. You feel me? But well, no, yeah. and the only thing and the, and the only thing I want to add is not necessarily disagreement because that's a flaw in the system, and I think that is why we end up with the wash cycle repeat the the wash rinse repeat cycle that we end up in. I have more so a rationale for that, and it's just like I think the stripped down, watered down, like just so bare bones skeleton version of what personally like how I materialize my democracy like shit like I don't get nothing like I, I want to use my ballot to like be like with something no because you're gonna do what you want to with my taxes and you're gonna do what you want to about this you know what I'm saying like so can I have anything that makes this democracy that I'm supposed to be like be so beloved and so you know cherish so much yeah. and that's in this constitution with this flag. like I think it's just a, such a desire to like want it to mean something you know what yeah. i'm saying like damn like in so much you know when so much is out of my control when so much of my shit gets washed out and lost in the abyss of everybody else's voice and ballot and agenda and shit like that like in that moment like i think people will just get indignant about wanting to feel something and what is sucky is that you know you can only see as far as your nose sometimes and so you only really you forget that everybody else got the same feeling so if you yeah. got a a bunch of people fragmented and wanted to get something to go their way and to stand and have a hard, you know, did their heels in the ground about something. You got a whole bunch of disenchanted, fractured, unmobilized people who just get what they get and they live to be pissed off another day. And so that's the fucked up part about it. Cause like, you're right. Like, you know, the, the, the stuff we not willing to be flexible and resistant on this shit that is like in the inner workings and the mechanization is just the, the cake been baked. You know what I'm saying? And we the flavor of the day. It's German but, chocolate. And- <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I think that it's just, uh, I don't I don't know if it's like just like a mental thing that we do, you know what I'm saying, when we separate like what like America does from like our ability to even sit and do this type of shit, like all of these electronics come from some resources being mined by underage children, being mined. Yeah, we lost you for just a second. Yeah, I got to give me a new chord, but uh, being, you know what I'm yeah. saying, be, and, and all of it, it's... It, uh, some of the worst circumstances are necessary for us to have the type of shit that we have, like to have podcasts and equipment and everything else. But then it's like, when we get to these political conversations, it's like, Oh, but my, my, my ethics, you know what I'm saying? Like what I, what I believe, mm-hmm. you feel me? I can't, I can't compromise that. It's like, nigga, we compromise that shit. Every, every time we answer the phone, every time we get a new phone, you know what I'm saying? Just, just as a very specific example. So, um, so I guess, I, you know, we, we, we kind of disagree, disagree there, but I think that, I mean, it's 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 still. I don't think it's agree. I think I I think I very much so. I I agreed with you. I think I no, was I, just providing rationale about kind of. But what were you saying? We disagree about that. No, because you were saying that you don't think that it's it's caused like the uh, voter you apathy. We disagree about that. Yeah, right. yeah, I was saying I do think it causes voter apathy because like once <laughs> you feel once you recognize you got to compromise, niggas then get disenchanted. They get disillusioned. You know what I'm saying? So that's fair. Yeah. So that's that. We had a few more uh, comments. You, you had some noise. No, I mean, I was about to say we can jump into the comments and I think that might put a, put a lid on a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So a uh, few more comments. Let me see. We had Miss Ma'am, we should make future candidates campaign without identifying visuals, make them win over people based on their stances and actual policies. Ooh. And, and historically, we know that as debaters, we we've heard this a million times. The distinction between Richard Nixon and John F. Kennedy was mm-hmm. based on whether or not you watched it or heard it on the radio. Yeah. So I, I I think that's that's extremely important. But also, 
let's not act like uh we don't traffic in identity. Like we don't traffic in in racial I mean, values. It, it's it's good until it's not. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't mind candidate A, candidate B, candidate C, candidate D. What's good? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. But I I do think though. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I gotta think about that. I a little wouldn't more. mind it. Yeah, I gotta think about that a little more. Uh, those people say it's naive to think that a president's race would determine anything about how their policies play out. That's true too, because the opposition that you deal with be crazy. Um, Donnell said, I just feel like we're getting our own way. There is a plurality of issues. The vast majority of us agree on hold these candidates to those issues that will start the process. Start the process right. Yeah, I, I think where the conflict come though is, is, is how to solve the problem. Like what the problem need. Cause some people think like, well, black people just need to get their shit together and that's how the problem will be solved. So like when you dealing with them type, <laughs> we dealing with them type of folk, you having some issues. Uh, those people said Hillary would have put a black woman on the Supreme court. That's true. I always said Joe Biden was the white male version of Hillary Clinton, or just the male version of Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. They're uh, both white. Right. <laughs> yeah. KJ yes, said, uh, agree with the chat that we can't fall in love with identity and not fixate over policies more. But it's not just this country is accustomed to old white people having lots of political power. Um, mm-hmm. I, but I say this. Y'all say that y'all won't. You know what I'm saying? I have certain aspects of black nationalist politics. I love black people. You feel me? I don't think it should be hidden. I don't think it should be dismissed for the sake of comfortability or confusion. It should be accepted and appreciated the way that we accept and appreciate others. And with that being said, Toya, any last words? Hey, we love y'all. Tonight was great. If you haven't hit that thumb, hit that thumb, hood therapy. You got a whole great fire conversation to get into if you haven't been in here the whole time. So make sure you go run the whole app back. And join us, everybody, again on Thursday night, this coming Thursday night. We, uh, of course, got a solid conversation with you. And this is the second to last. I always love to use this word, using this word, the penultimate Thursday of the month. Next Thursday will be the last Thursday of the month and will be uh, our Black History Month show. So tap in with us this week. A very interesting Black History Month show. <laughs> I think if I may say so myself, we're going to have a great time. We're setting it up for y'all. In the meantime, though, Pop in on Thursday. Catch up with this week's latest conversation. Make sure we're on the same wavelength. And it's love to y'all, man. Uh, happy presidential day. Uh, be be presidential. Do something cool. Do something just like above the norm and just make you feel official and shit. I don't know. Wear your good shirt tomorrow when you go to work or, or school. <laughs> uh, honestly, you know what I'm saying? Like, take a little extra time. Do the little thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, just do something to make you feel elite. This ain't got to be about them. This could be about you and me. You feel me? But it's love to y'all. Y'all shared this time with us on this Monday, and I'm grateful. See y'all on Thursday. That's my last word. Man, we will see y'all on Thursday, Black History Month Convo. And we out. It's the chop up. We see y'all. See ya. Love ya. Peace. Thank you.